You're listening to Consciously Crude. Unapologetic truths the collective is ready for. Granting permission for the incognito spiritual badass to dive deeper into the magic of their universe. Come out of the spiritual closet. Awaken your courageous heart. Step deeper into your divine power. These are the quantum upgrades your matrix is ready for. Let's dive deep. Welcome back listeners to the Consciously Crude podcast. In today's episode, we have a special guest. Allow me to introduce Christina Elizabeth Sophia. Christina has personally inspired me to embrace my inner magic as a wild woman, guiding me through the realms of astrology, feminine empowerment, shadow work, energetics, self-love, divine leadership, spirituality, and so much more. Developing her spiritual gifts at a young age, Christina survived a childhood filled with poverty, abandonment, bullying, and sexual abuse. And for years, she was battling between her trauma and knowing that she was here for something more. She began her journey as an entrepreneur in business and marketing, unsure how to use her gifts. Only but a few years ago, she looked successful and happy, but inside she was miserable, experiencing PCOS, IBS, weight challenges, acne, fatigue, stress, and anxiety. And at the age of 25, she left a toxic four-year relationship and began living in the basement of her parents' house. Sitting on her bed, she embraced surrender to the wisdom of the goddess and let herself be guided. Now, more recently, over the past two years, she's dived deep into her trauma and healed using her natural spiritual gifts, as well as studying the unconscious mind and inner child. She came home to recognize her purpose on the planet and has since reclaimed her feminine power, passionate about healing the inner children to heal the future generations. She has helped dozens of other women see their own power and step into their light. And she is here today to embrace play and wild freedom, guiding us to explore the codes and divine intelligence of the stars. Let's talk astrology. Welcome, Christina. I am so excited to talk about astrology with you. Oh my God. (laughs) I am so excited to have this conversation. I have been waiting uh, a hot minute to be able to talk to you both. So I'm like super stoked. (laughs) Yes. Amazing. Perhaps share with us and our listeners, how did you come to um, learn about astrology and really dive into that? Okay, so like way back when, when I was a really little girl. <laughs> so actually, yes, I started actually getting into astrology and being really interested in it when I was in grade four. I got really into astronomy. I read like this giant ass book, like I was like the weird one sitting in the library and like, like they're like, this is like a book for like, you know, high school students and you're like in grade four and you want to read the astronomy book. I'm like, yes, I do. And (laughs) since then I got really into astrology, um, really into the planets. Um, I remembered something the other day and I think that this information was coming through. So I prepared for this podcast. When I was a kid and I used to imagine um, my past life and other worlds is I had this idea that the planets had their own energy. And so they Mm. were their own beings. And so each planet represented uh, a different energy. And what I did totally didn't realize, but what was happening is my unconscious, the, the unconscious mind or whatever was actually explaining astrology to me because I knew that so far in the future, I would love astrology. Mm. And so what I've always been interested in and what I've always felt is that astrology is really the communication of the beings of the planets. And so each planet, all the stars, all the planets have their own, like basically 
personalities and, and, and influence us the same way that our communities members influence us and create this experience. And so um, I've always been really interested into astrology. And then as um, I would say back in like 2012, 2016 is when I really started to like use it more consistently. I started uh, going on like randomly on cafe astrology, looking at my astro, like literally studying my chart until like two o'clock in the morning, just getting so into my own chart. And that was like what dove me into being like, oh, I can actually do this for other people. And it's been like a journey for the past like four years to be like, okay, like I'm serious about this. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. What's the difference between astronomy and astrology? Oh, astronomy <laughs> is the science and study of the actual like Saturn and like the mass of it and Jupiter, what's okay. the size of it and how far it is. And so like I would read about this because like I was mm. really into the planets and the stars. I would like stare up at the sky. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so interested in the sky. And so I started off with astronomy. And so I know a bunch of like random ass facts about uh, space. Um, I don't remember all of it, but I, it was like the stepping stone to being like, oh, you're interested in space. Here you go. By the way, this magical, mystical uh, science math called astrology too. FYI. Okay. That is so fun. And it's funny because, (laughs) yeah, it's like all these different planets. I love the way that you describe that they have these personalities. Um, because I think that, um, even like, you know, the energy of earth, like earth has a specific energy. So why mm-hmm. wouldn't every other planet have a specific energy? Mm. Right. That's exactly the way it works. Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. So why should we give a fuck about it? What's, <laughs> what is so cool about astrology? Tell us, Christina. Okay. So the reason why astrology is so fucking powerful it is because it is a mixture between the masculine and the feminine psyche. Mm. So astrology allows for the space for it to be unknown. So it allows for the feminine of like things shifting, things changing, the flow of it. But it gives you the masculine approach of understanding your own psyche, emotions, and personality in a mm. way that empowers you to make changes and differences in your life. Mm. It is a powerful tool to understand the depth of who you are and understand the intricacies because like we are so vast and deep and expansive, but mm. this tool gives us the ability to be able to understand this and, and not easy, but understand the way that we're running so we can say, hey, let me empower myself to understand. It used to be used in like, you know, fortune telling. But truly, I believe the power of astrology is understanding the depth. And within a world where we're so in our heads about Mm. everything, about like what works, what doesn't work, what's this, what's that, all these factual things, we truly need a merger of the two. Mm. And and the way that I have felt is astrology really allows you to, for it to be like so mysterious, but at the same time, give you some freaking concreteness to your life and really allow you to to um, balance yourself in this world that feels very like factual and like we need to know things, but there's so much, like that's not the human experience. The human experience is so interchanging, interwinding, Mm. like expansive. So this is like the really the bridge between the two. Yeah, it's complex, right? It is complex. Mm -hmm. So as I'm listening to you as well, I'm thinking back to the times that I would, read about so my i'm a sun sign taurus 
And yeah. I would read about Taurus in like, you know, like the local newspaper horoscope. And I would be like, it would be so general or mm. it would describe Taurus as like lazy, likes to <laughs> lie down and nap. I'm like, well, um, I like to do that, but that's not all I do. Like I do many other things. <laughs> I'm a little triggered. Um, <laughs> that's very Taurus in here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm just curious, like, you know, like there's all these kind of like stigmas around uh, astrology and I'm kind of curious what um, you see being like the biggest stigma or these like common myths that people tend to um, like misprescribe to astrology. Can you talk a bit about that? Yes. And, and also why we are so focused on specifically the sun sign in the newspaper. Yes. Add that in there for us. Um, okay. So actually the sun sign was, uh, was actually like the, it was created. I can't remember. I was reading the history about this. So it was created by, by an, like someone who was really interested in astrology, but wasn't really an astrologer. and was like, we need to fill up the newspaper with something other than just like puzzles and stuff. Well, why don't we use astrology? And so it just got kind of thrown in there. And so it was just based off of one thing and it was used as like entertainment. It wasn't meant to be like, you know, people weren't taking it seriously. And so it was like this thing that was just kind of thrown in there. Mm. Um, and that's the truth is it, it's like, it's only one, it's only one thing. And so the stigma is, is that like when you read it, there's going to be resonance to it, but there's like all these other multi-levels that happen to it. And so the, some people are, are, could be experiencing something in a different, completely different planet and then be like, well, that doesn't resonate with me at all. And so it creates this, this, uh, this confusion of being like either astrology works or it doesn't work. And it's like, that's not, that's not how it works. Mm, mm. That's, the thing is, is that if you read your astrology in the newspaper and it doesn't resonate with you, then astrology is wrong and it doesn't mm. make any sense. And so my biggest thing is when people like know their sun sign, they think that they understand like what astrology is. And it's not that it's such a, it's, it's such a small thing. And it's based off of when you were born. It wasn't, it's not based off of the present moment. And there's all these other aspects that come into place when you have your sign, which is like, it's really, really changing all the time that when you look at the newspaper and you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. It's like, okay, but like, you're fucking looking at one piece of, it's like looking at one star in the entire universe and be like, that's the, that's the universe. It's like, that's not how it works. Hmm. Right. Right. And for our listeners who are maybe new on astrology, like what Christina is speaking to is that we actually have all of the planets that have a specific Zodiac and that are, when we look at our birth chart and our astrology chart, it's not just the sun's position that you're looking at. It's also the moon. It's also Jupiter and Mars and, and, all these other different planets. Totally. Yeah, because there's 10 planets and 12 zodiac signs. Okay. Um, Venus and Mercury uh, rule two zodiac signs. And so the way that I like to describe it, and I actually learned this from one of the astrologers that I really, really highly respect. Her name is Raquel Reyes, and um, I've recently learned a lot from her. Um, so the way that she has described it to me, and it made it really like made sense, is the houses is where the energy is impacting you. So the 12 houses, from your ego to your, to your values, to your money, your relationships, your friendships, your sex life, your inheritance, um, your home, your parents. So like 
it covers every area of your life. Like it is really, really complex in the, in the understanding that each house rules a different part of your life. Mm-hmm. So you have the houses. Now within the houses, you have the personality that's coming into uh, astrology, which is the zodiac sign, which is what we're, we're used to. We're used to, we know the zodiac. We know like the Capricorns are being stubborn and, you know, Sagittarius apparently can't, <laughs> fucking blunt as hell. I mean, it's true. Um, like, you know, cancers cry a lot. All that stuff. Like, we all know that shit. Like, we, we see the Zodiac memes all the freaking time, which, by the way, those are, all those memes are the shadow and the lowest parts of our Zodiac. We do, we never see the, the higher aspect of our Zodiacs. It is always like the shadow parts. And I, I find it really fascinating because I'm like, this is like me when I was in high school. Like, come on. Like, I'm not a child anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Tangent. But so you have the Zodiac and then you have the planets, which rule, um, they don't rule the percent, but they rule um, essentially aspects of ourselves. So they're like kind of like the aspects within um, our psyche, which is like the moon is the emotions. The sun is our energy. Mercury is our communication. So it's aspects within it being a human being. And so mm-hmm. when you put those all together, it creates this incredible, intricate, and very personal experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this happens when you are born, and it changes every single moment, every single second, every single day. And so when you think about that, and then you think about the way that we have kind of diluted it to just being the sun sign, you are taking this incredibly complex thing and making it so simple, which is the reason there's a lot of people that have no respect for it. Hmm. Right. I think about like using Google only to look up cat videos. It's like you have this database that can do so much and you're like, look at the kitty on the piano. Beep, boop, bop, beep. It's like, okay, well, there's also like really the answer to everything you could ever need in that database if you actually knew how to use it. And just like the technology that we have that's like physical and tangible to us, this is another technology that exists and it's quite ancient like it literally is it's been around for years um thousands of years like hundreds of thousands of years and it's in every so each culture has a different um form of psychology so a lot of us go by uh the tropical zodiac Mm. which personally i like it but there's also vedic and there's also different aspects of astrology um and so it depends on what like what style you want to go for did you say they have a different psychology or a different astrology? They have a different, like entirely different system. Like Vedic astrology uses a square okay. and they have like a, a system. And like in Vedic astrology, I'm not a Sagittarius. I'm actually a Scorpio. Interesting. Um, and, and so you can, and they use it a lot. They use it way more for fortune telling. Like they, like they label people specific things. Like in my, I'll, I'll only go off my chart. Cause I know in Vedic astrology, like, I'm supposed to never be, I was basically never supposed to be happy before the age of 27. Like I was going to be miserable. And if someone was looking at me in India and like was trying to marry me, they're like, you can't get married until she's 27. Mm, mm. Yeah, I'm 28 and I'm on the verge of getting engaged. So that's okay. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the tropical zodiac or horoscope astrology that we're kind of more used to is more fixed, right? Where the Vedic is, is very complex and ever changing. And I was just having a conversation um, with a good friend of mine who is in a private group for her specific uh, human design. 
and how the mentor of this group who worked right under Ra, who is the, the founder of human design, um, talks about how human design is actually based on tropical astrology. And that points to some of its flaws. And they are right now trying to map out charts using Vedic astrology mm-hmm. and how much more accurate it is. And, you know, if we all, we all know our human designs and how accurate those are already, just think of this other layer of this complexity added to it. It's, it's powerful, right? Mm-hmm. That is powerful. I think that having them both together would make sense because I don't want to. I don't want to give up the fact that I'm a Sagittarius. Sorry. <laughs> when the thirteenth sign came in, I was like, no. Which, also, by the way, is also no. It is not. There's no thirteen signs. It Opetus, I believe, is his name. Is uh, only appears at a certain time, and I feel like it's it's a healer. So it's mm. like the healer sign that comes in to support the Scorpio and the Sagittarius, which mm. are both the philosopher and the healer of the zodiac. So mm. okay, okay. So let's back it up here just a little bit and uh, let's dive into what the difference between the sun, moon and rising signs are. Cause this one's just like the one that appears most often in our Instagram bios and all that jazz. <laughs> so give us a breakdown of what those three signs specifically can tell us. Yeah. And what I'll do is also give you guys an example to understand the signs and the house and the planets, how they work together. Can cool. you use me as an example? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Your chart. Oh, okay. It's not something we can just do off. No, if I told I you the three things. I but I would also need to know um, the planets, and then I also degrees. Houses, just the houses. Okay. okay. But well, yes, um, do you know the houses? I do. Okay. Well, then we can so do that. Why don't we start with my? Well, do you need it all right now? Yeah. So I'll okay. I'll explain the the sun, the moon, and the rising, and then we'll go into yours. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. So the sun sign, which is basically what we know from our, um, like the stuff that we see in um, newspapers, is mm-hmm. basically what we were born with. It was where the sun is in the zodiac in the sky. And it's the way that we receive energy. And it's, it's often the way that we're perceived. So if someone sees us from afar away or whatever, they're receiving our energy, this is what they're going to take. It's like how we take in energy it's how our vibrancy is. Um, it is the thing that is like the, sh- the sun represents like our ego. It represents sure. the way that we shine. So basically the sun is the ego. The moon, uh, your moon sign is going to be your inner world that only your closest people are going to see. And it's also the way that you relate to others. So it's your empathic abilities. It's the way that you express your emotions. It's like when no one is around, how do you express yourself and how do you actually feel the world? And so it's your inner, it's your emotional. It's also how you are going to connect to your marriage partner. Um, so your moon sign is a, like a really important part of like when you're getting married, like you want to know what that is. And it also represents the mother. So the sun is the father, the moon is the mother. And so um, you're going to connect like your moon sign is also going to be how you connect to your mom and to if you have a daughter as well. Now your rising sign is your ascendant is actually the beginning of your houses. So it's the first house and it represents, it does represent ego as well, similar to sun, but it actually represents your highest. And so it represents the vibration in which you uh, are, are like actually as. So if you were to think of everybody within your family, this is like the ascendant. And if you're trying to go to your highest self, like if you, we talk about our highest self, 
your ascendant is your highest self. It's the thing that you want to that when you are expressing your ascendant, you feel really fucking good. You're like, mm. I'm amazing. And so your ascendant is going to be the ego. It's going to be how you look as well. So it also, mm. uh, depending on your ascendant, is actually going to tell you how you physically look. Like for myself, Sagittarius, we have tend to have more round faces, have very big smiles. Like David as well has the same thing. You know, <laughs> usually very like pretty or like cute. Um, and so you can just tell. Um, uh, Virgos are usually really like slim. They're slender. They're really pretty. Same thing with Libras. Yeah, exactly. So you can tell by someone's ascendant sign what they're really going to look like as well. Um, so having those two together, it's like, how do you relate to your emotions, your inner world, how you have emotional intelligence, mm. then how is you receive energy, what, what, it, what revitalizes you, um, what do people uh, observe you as, and then your ascendant sign is like, how do I move into the best version of myself? So that way I am like attracting most money. I am being the most creative. I am in the alignment of my past. So if someone's mm. like, what do I want to do for my life? I'm like, yo, look at your ascendant sign, right? Um, mm. This is where you're going to want to look at. And for me, it's really easy because all my, all my, my ascendant, my sun and my moon are all Sagittarius. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's, it, it's good because it's, and you will have that. So if someone has that, it's called the stellium. My sister. My sister's yeah. all triple cop. Oh my. Is she Whoa. like super successful? Uh, in her own way, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, it will also will depend on what houses she has. And so see, the thing is, is that like you, we can assume that it's a Capricorn, but it could also depend on what, where her houses are. So, mm. and like she could have all cap, but then her Mars could be like Pisces. Right. And then it could be like, take her forever to do something. And so you're going to see like how like it becomes like intertwined. Um, so those are the three most important things that are going to be your everyday life. The other planets, they do affect like, if someone wants to know love and sex, those are definitely important, which are Mars and Venus. Those are also going to be everyday thing. Jupiter, mm-hmm. Saturn, Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune are all longer moving planets. And so they impact us all in like deep psyche ways. It's not Uranus? <laughs> Uranus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your anus. Consciously crude, y'all. Consciously crude. I thought it was pronounced your anus, and I was was up for it. I I mean, you can call it that, Jazz. No one's going to, like, stop you. (laughs) Well, my Uranus is in Capricorn. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, I think. (laughs) You have a cap in your anus. (laughs) Mine is too. (laughs) Which could be fun. Uh, It could be fun. Oh, I love it. Okay, Christina, what can you tell me about my chart then? I sent okay. it to you. I'm not sure if you got it. Okay, did you send it to me on? Your Facebook Messenger. Yes, that works perfectly. Um, let's see, let's look at this. Oh, we got, okay. In real time. Real time reading, ladies and gents. All right, so we have a Virgo in the first house. So Virgo, Virgo is a sign of the healer. Well, look at that. She's look a healer. <laughs> it's also the one that's going to be, so Virgo is a little bit of a perfectionist mm-hmm. and uh, likes to have a little bit of control over things. It's going to be the one that also holds a little bit in. So mm-hmm. it's not like going to be super expressive, but it is very elegant. And mm-hmm. so you have like the elegance and the graceful. So your highest self would be like 
making sure everyone is feeling good about themselves and cooperating in a beautiful way and it feels graceful. And you're just going to be like this one that's making sure that we're all feeling good because it's rules of sixth house as well, which is like coworkers and home and mm-hmm. health. And so you also, the fact that you were a personal trainer before, like it is the physical body. So mm. when we say healing, the Virgo is the healer of the physical body. Mm. Um, there's a, a couple other signs that heal like the spirituality, but Virgo is specifically the physical body. Beautiful. So you have your sun sign, which is in the sign of Pisces. Mm-hmm. Pisces. Mm. So Pisces is very watery. And so your energy is also going to be really into spirituality. It's mm-hmm. going to be really deep. Um, mm-hmm. There may be sometimes like the psychedelic things, the fact that like you're really into like plant medicine. Pisces rules uh, the unconscious is also rules psychedelics. Right. And so there's like this ten- natural tendency to also be able to go into that with or without, but mm. very dreamy, likes to be able to feel the energy of uh, being like just like within the vibes. Um, it can also be very emotional, but because it's in the sun sign, it's more that people perceive you as being like very romantic and very dreamy. Um, mm-hmm. And also just like, is also kind of like mysterious and like, okay, I don't really know. I can't really, mm-hmm. really see what's going on there, but I'm really intrigued. You mm-hmm. have it in the seventh house. So seventh house is relationships. And so a lot of your energy goes into your personal relationships. So you get the mm-hmm. most vitality when you are in a relationship, um, your Pisces, because uh, your Pisces is in the seventh house, it would also mean that there could be um, uh, Aquarius in there too, because I know for yourself, like you're exploring different relationships. So you could have Pisces and Aquarius in the, in the same house, but you like to have really dreamy relationships. And so vitality is going to come from a relationship that is dreamy, that is connected, that's spirituality, like that's super important that your mm. partner actually vibes with you on that length. Because mm-hmm. so much energy goes in there. Didn't you mm-hmm. date an Aquarius recently? Oh, I sure did. <laughs> and then you have your moon is in Leo. So moon yeah. and moon and that's a fiery sign. <laughs> so Leos are the sign that likes to have they're they are dramatic, but more than anything, they're the ones that like to be like expressive and creative. And so the emotions, they may be sometimes like up and down, very, very dramatic, but you won't show people it. Mm. So you'll be like, I'm super mad about that, but I'm not going to tell you because you should be asking me and you should be paying attention. (laughs) So there can be a level of dramaticism in Leo, but it's also the one that you're very generous. So Mm -hmm. generous, like the generosity and like especially in the moon and emotions, just like you can be so generous towards love and open hearts and like wanting to give that. Now I'm going to bring the intricacy in there. So you have a Leo as your moon, but then your Virgo is in your ascendance. And so there may be a a misbalance in there that you sometimes don't always show your inner emotions and inner love because Virgo is a little bit more reserved. You see how Mm. those can also work together? Because like that alone, you can be like, oh, well, like I sh- don't always show my emotions. Maybe that I'm not really a moon Leo, but it's true because the Virgo comes in there. Gotcha. Your, moon, your moon is also in the 11th house. So um, your and mine is in the 11th house as well. So friendships are really important to you. Friendships, okay. community, um, also working online, like having that freedom mm. to like move towards goals is really important. And so um, there also may be like sometimes with Leo, 
because Leo runs rules the sun and sun is also masculine, that there may be some things like challenges with uh, men in the community. And so you may feel a little bit more reserved towards that, or you could have the opposite is where most of your friends are male for the first part of your life. Because that was, you, yeah. Yeah. That's accurate. So, yeah. So having that connection and then now you're, you're kind of slowly moving into like the fact that you have like all this other feminine emotion, like you have, like Pisces Venus so you're going to connect naturally to a lot of women but in the beginning part of your life when you're a child like it's like safety within men safety within men and so so all those things kind of put together you can kind of see the intricacies of there and you have a different you have a earth a water and a fire sign for mm-hmm. uh, your signature mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of different energy that's going on there that can sometimes like your mind and your emotions will battle against each other a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think I'm the same. Yeah. Earth, water, fire. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. yeah. So you can notice that like for someone that has different things, they'll go back and forth between like, is this right? Is this wrong? Da, 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 da. Whereas, and I'm going to bring myself in here is that mine, my mind and my emotions are so in tune. However, mm-hmm. that can be really bad. Because if I'm doing something that's not serving me, it's also really fucking hard for me to change because I don't have any opposing energy. And so I have to, what I have to do is I have to go into the opposite, which is Gemini. And so I have to be a little bit more open and curious and stuff. So you can find other ways because you can pull on the energy in any type of your chart, right? Right. So it's not just the ascendant and the, and the thing. But like, yeah, Jazz, that's like your general that's like such a small thing and like there's other things that can go into that Mm -hmm. um, and like how they work together because if you have any aspects which are how they communicate with each other it Mm. can also completely shift what i'm talking about so interesting yeah so it's really important then for someone who is listening that there might be things that you're hearing and going yeah i i have that sign but that at the end of the day doing like a a one-on-one like intricate reading is going to give you the most value in terms of understanding yourself deeper. Yes, because I haven't even told you that there's different degrees within all these signs. How <laughs> much it is. So like there's all these different levels um, that essentially you can hear this and it helps you to understand yourself. But that's like, think of it this way. Like remember I was saying at the beginning where it was astrology, the masculine and feminine coming together. It is always a journey. Mm-hmm. It's never fixed. And mm-hmm. so you're always constantly changing. And so the beautiful thing about astrology is, is that like it really allows you to flow and like use it consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you were to, if you were to just, and I think this is also something that I see a lot is that people will, um, I think because there's like always these, like, you know, like you were saying, these memes going around, these shadow aspects, it's like, you know, oh, that's so like, that's so Libra of me. Like I'm a Libra. So like, there I go, like completely out of balance again. Like it's like, okay, but you know, there's many reasons why you might be out of balance. It's not just because you're a Libra and you don't just, because you're a Scorpio, like to have sex and fuck, like welcome to being a human being. Everyone has those needs and (laughs) everyone has those houses. So it's like, I think really getting, um, with that, in terms of that masculine and feminine energy that you're talking about, Christina, it's like honoring that there is a divine intelligence and structure that exists, but that just because it's there doesn't mean it's deterministic and that that is the way that it is. Like Mm. you have the free will to assert your own choice 
with the information that you're receiving and you ultimately are guiding your own path. It's not like the stars are like, you won't be successful till you're 27 and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. It's like, well, maybe successful according to the person who's reading your chart. Like that's so, that's also a filter, right? right? It's like, who's right. reading your chart? Yeah, like, and I think it's important to note that like, you you have the choice, right? Again, we are the sovereign beings having the choice. So, you know, one of the things that Christina had said to me is because my moon is in Leo, I'm, I'm going to keep my emotions in and I'm not going to make them be known. I could have subjected myself to that and, you know, bottled some shit up and maybe get cancer in 10 years. But I have learned to express myself and express my emotions. And I'm not like, oh, whoa, it's me. My moon is in Leo. Uh, yeah. Again, we have a choice. Yes, yes, which is the point of astrology is not to take it and say, this is me. But like when it says that, like when I say like the moon is in Leo, so you might have a tendency to bottle up. It's like, well, now you have awareness. You don't have to yeah. hold yourself to that. The point is, is so that way you know, so that you can make a change. Like it's like right. someone literally giving you your, your challenges and being like, oh, well, I guess I can't do anything about it. It's like, what do you mean? Like the mm. point of astrology is so that way we understand the karmic lessons that we're here so that way we mm. can move through them. But right. like some people do take them and say like, oh, that's it. Like, like for example, for me, for Sagittarius procrastination, I know that Sagittarius are procrastinators. That doesn't mean that I should be a procrastinator. It should mean that I know that that's what's going to, that's going to be my biggest challenge. And so I should learn how to move through that and lean into right. other parts of my chart instead of saying, okay, well, I'm a procrastinator, so I have to be like that. Like, no, that's right. stupid. It's like, it's your responsibility to create rituals and routines that help you not procrastinate because you know that you're predetermined to do so. Yeah. I find that it's astrology and human design. I'm kind of lumping them together a little bit. Um, they they act as confirmation for my experience, right? It's like, I'm feeling this way. Oh, it's probably because of this. But again, it doesn't give you like, uh, like a permission slip to just fuck off and not do anything about it. It's like, okay, this is happening. This is why now I have the choice and I can move through it in a way that feels good for me. Yes. Yeah, totally. And that's why I like to use it with psychology. And so me specifically, the way that I like to use my astrology, because every astrologer is different, right? It's mm -hmm. like reading or doing anything. It's like each person's going to do it differently. And I really like to use astrology as a way to understand the psychology of the person to help them to heal. Mm -hmm. And for me, because as like I do spiritual and feminine leadership coaching, I'm like, okay, like what are the challenges? How, what are your gifts? What are the things we can work with? And then how can we also move through like, some of the women that I work with, they may have challenges that like they're happening right now. And I'm like, okay, hey, like just give yourself a little bit of grace. Like this is what's coming up and like this is the best way to move through it and allow yourself to be like prepare for different things and ask yourself different questions and create different routines and use it as a way to understand yourself and not predetermine like this is specifically what's going to happen. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think Beautiful. about like if, you know, if you were reading my chart and you were like, okay, during the next, well, I mean, I see this in, in my, in my readings. It's like for the next nine months, you're going through a cycle of, you know, X, Y, Z. And if I were to just read that and go, oh, well, I'm going through this cycle. So it gives me again, that permission slip to just act, act buck wild or <laughs> bash it crazy or do fuck all. I mean, that's not really, that's like someone giving you a gift and you're like, I'll just let it sit there and I'll stare at it. 
It's mm. like, well, what if you opened it and used it? <laughs> mm. Exactly how I feel. That's it. You put it perfectly into perfect words. It's like, thank you. You have this wisdom. Why, why are you not doing anything with it? Yeah. I'm reminded of our episode, Triggers Are Treasures, right? The things that are in our face that we're kind of resisting and not wanting to go there, those are the best spaces for healing, expansion, growth, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. So, Christina, we're going to finish up with our uh, four final questions. (laughs) You ready for this? Yes, I was born ready. So when do you feel the most powerful? When I'm dancing Mm. or singing, one of the two. Mm. What's one thing in the modern world that's got to (laughs) go? Plastic. Cool. That was like instantly what came up for me. Like there's a lot of things, but I really think plastic has got to go. Like there's there's alternatives, but plastic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, And with the, I'm just sorry, I'm going on a thought here. With the removal of plastic comes the change of a lot of different industries, right? Yes. And that's going to help a lot. Like, I'm, I don't believe that we should get rid of like having, because like the, the idea that like everything is always going to be reusable and all this stuff. Like for me, I'm also like, I, I don't want that. Like if I want to go buy a chocolate bar, I should go be able to buy a chocolate bar, mm. but there should be like an equal friendly way of me being able to buy a chocolate bar and mm. not, and not putting plastic into the earth. Like there mm-hmm. is alternatives. We don't need to like, I don't need to go home and make my own chocolate bar. I can go to the store and buy it, but like we just need mm-hmm. to make it better for the environment. Mm-hmm. Figure it out, society. Yeah. We need our chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> we want chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's one thing that this world needs more of? Um, love. Mm. Love. Like really, we, we need to love each other like freely. Um, and personal responsibility. So those two mm. together, personal responsibility is a really big one. But the, the thing that comes up for me right away is love. Um, that we need to love ourselves, that we need to love each other, that like, and like, I don't mean like the fluffy, like, I love you. Like, I mean, like really <laughs> deeply seeing someone even in their mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. and being like, I fucking see your divinity and I love you. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's hard, but that's like what we really need because this is what caused so much pain is when we, are pointing fingers at each other and we're also not taking responsibility for ourselves. Like there's just so okay. much of that. that I just see it. And I'm like, it, it doesn't help us. Like stop pointing fingers. We're all responsible in this. We all co-created this. So just love each other and do the fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the best piece of piece of advice you've ever received? If you were to know, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> it's like, I know. I like, I'm, I'm thinking about like, that's what comes up because um, really life is really supposed to be an adventure. It is this beautiful gift. It's the most precious gift we'll ever be given. And even if there's all this pain and all this suffering that I do see and I don't ignore, that being angry and being sad permanently is not going to change the situation. It's not going to create something other than allowing me to want to make a shift on the planet for others to be able to feel happy because it's essentially what we want. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of just releasing things and just letting go and surrendering is really what it is, is surrendering. Mm -hmm. Um, That truly by surrendering and just showing up as you are um, is truly the best way that we can make a difference on this planet because there's already so much pain and my pain is not going to add 
to the change of the planet. My pain is just going to create more of the problems. We mm-hmm. tend to look at the world and continue to see the problems and not find the solutions towards things and continue to go down this rabbit hole of, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. But it's like, well, you're worrying and you creating that is not actually in, as, as I believe in manifestation, like you're literally creating more of it. So mm-hmm. why not not worry about that? Be happy. And then from that place, make the changes that you want to see in the world. So if you want more people to feel love, you've got to be love. If you want more people to make the changes, do the changes, make those changes within your own life. And, um, and don't worry so much about all the big things because it will change. Like the smallest actions are going to make those change. And I know I'm going off on a little bit of a ta- tangent, but like, just like, cause there's no specific advice. Like that. I, I think that is just the one thing other than like, really you get to create this world. So please just let go of the, all this pain and suffering, even if it is just for a moment to say, okay, from this place of happiness, how can I make a difference in this world? Mm, beautiful. I feel like that message was like divinely channeled through you for many specific <laughs> someones to hear. So thank you mm. so much for that. Even if it was a tangent, it was necessary. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. I, uh, I once heard someone say that worrying is literally betting against yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not trusting. It's not trusting that things are going to be okay. Yeah. And, um, also, love your inner child. This is one other thing. Is like, <laughs> really love your inner child. Like, that was like the best thing that ever happened to me is like learning to love my own inner child was like the greatest gift I have ever been given. Amazing. So is there any last thoughts or words you want our listeners to know? Mm. Christina, Elizabeth, Sophia. Mm. In this world that we feel a lot of things are shifting and changing, it can be really hard to find um, really what is grounded and what our truth is because the truth keeps on changing. And I want you to know that you have all the wisdom and all the truth that's already there within you. Mm. And the reason why all this chaos and all this frustration is happening is because the outer world is being shaken up so that you can find the inner world and things like astrology and Oracle and spirituality and yoga and, and friends and all these different things are simply ways for you to come back to your wholeness because that's truly what the world needs right now is just that wholeness and as you become more connected and intertwined with this and receive the help and love yourself and heal the inner child and and do that work, then the world is 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 gonna start to make a little bit more sense. Beautiful. Incredible. And thank you so much for having me on here and allowing me to talk about something that truly is such a, a blessing and a gift. And uh, it's so much fun. It's it's so much fun. So thank you both for being here. Thanks for tuning into the show this week. We are so grateful for another opportunity to dive deep with you. If you want to connect with us even further, head to our website, www.consciouslycrude.com. Thank you to our listeners. There you will find how to get in touch with both of us. We will talk to you again workshops And links to our social media platforms. Always welcome your input. So feel free to comment your questions, make guest suggestions, and let us know what you learned. And it is so, so, so appreciated that you please rate, comment, and share so we can grow this conscious collective platform. With gratitude, Amanda and Jazz.